You are listening to Figuring Shit Out with Dr. Nikki Naradin, where you can finally get yourself out of that state of confusion. Confusion is the stealer of dreams and move into some clarity so that you can really like live your passion, your hope, your dream, anything you ever wanted. It's all possible. You could feel better really, really quickly. All right. Enjoy the episode. Hey, 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 my lovelies, it's Dr. Nikki here, your bonus mama, Gen S plus 30, and Gen S is a real thing. So even if my daughter tells you she has never heard it before, I know that it is something real. But but honestly, like, you know, I'm thinking about young adults, but but I'm thinking about everybody, that we all are figuring shit out, and we're figuring shit out every day, and we're moving things forward And things will be moving forward whether we want it to or not, even if we are desperately trying to keep things exactly the same. Things are evolving. Things are changing. That is the one thing that happens in this world is that things evolve and change. We have developed into this person. Our cells have changed. Our lives have changed. What we do are changed. What we think has changed. And if you don't kind of help the change along or move the change, the change will find you. It'll find you in some way, shape, or form, either in how you limit yourself or what ends up happening to your physical body or whatever it is that the change will find you. So you, you might as well actually be the, the person that helps the change along, do something to create the change that you want, the one that you want to see, not the one that just happens to you out of, out of kind of non-movement. Anyway, so I usually start these episodes with the young adult commitment. And again, I think it's a commitment that I'm thinking about for, you know, people ages 22 to 30 who are really starting to figure out and try to figure out what's going on in their life, uh, but still have the sense of not enoughness. Like there's not enough money, you don't have enough experience, you haven't had enough relationships, like whatever it is. You know, the world is is thinking about it that way, or at least that's how it's perceived. And then we internalize it. And the young adult commitment, which it, if you could just write down or put in your book or write it in your phone or something so that you can always be looking at it or at least look at it once a day. Um, It's just a way in which you can remember something about yourself as well as something about the life that you want and the life that you deserve. Now, it's not a it's not really a positive affirmation because I don't, I don't really believe in positive affirmations, meaning that if you constantly tell yourself something, something about yourself, something that you want, that you don't believe, it's kind of like you don't have the feeling to match what it is that you're telling yourself. And if you don't have the feeling to match it, that you can't internalize it in your body as a way in which you live your life or a way that you believe. So the idea is that you're going to have these thoughts and you'll internalize them so that you become the person, if you if you really feel it and believe it, who matches equally that thought, like the vibration of the thought will match what it is that you plan to do on in your life. And we'll talk about that a little bit more. But the young adult commitment is, I joyfully promise from this moment on to never give up on my dreams and goals. I choose to remember always that the whole world is mine to explore 
and I need never be alone in figuring it out and making it just right. That I was born worthy and lovable without condition, and whatever events brought me to this place, it is just the journey to my present and future self. So if, if you hadn't noticed, because I've been doing this particular iteration of the podcast for the last couple of weeks that this commitment keeps getting longer. It, it's going to be like the young adult book, the commitment book, which I don't think is a bad idea, but something about our birthright being born completely lovable, being born completely worthy. You see a young baby and you know they're born that way. Lovable, cooperative, zestful, things are going well. And crap happens. Stuff happens that throws us off our mark. And the stuff that happens that throws us off our mark starts us on that train of thinking specific things. Like, you know, let's say you're playing with your mom and your mom goes off and answers a phone call and it's a hard phone call that she has to, you know, somehow negotiate and she comes back and she looks not pleased and somehow you've internalized it as something you've done. And then you start that little thought of, I'm not lovable, or did something happen, or what did I do wrong, or maybe I'm too much, or maybe I asked for too much, or whatever it is. And then every time we have those thoughts, it usually attaches to whatever the situation is around us. And then we start making whatever is related to that situation part of that thought. So that thought snowballs into whatever your recording is, or your belief system is, which is I'm not lovable, or I'm alone, or I'm too much, or whatever it is. So know that every thought you have is definitely kind of an early either memory experience or event that has latched on to other things and got deposited in your brain in a weird place in a weird way and had never really been worked on. And there are ways to work on these things as they happened when you were young, okay, which it should have been worked on then, but you never had the opportunity to. And we can have the ability to go back and help that young person work on that hard event so that you can kind of untease whatever that thought, belief, recording is from the base, as opposed to trying to figure out as an adult or a young adult, where you somehow believe you should be over all of those hard feelings you have, or you shouldn't have them anymore, or whatever it is. But but I think when we work on it at present time, kind of moving towards the future, what we're doing is we're creating the ability to balance our attention, meaning that that we're helping the present moment so that the present moment is not unbearable for us and that we can see it clearly. And then eventually, and I've got a lot of methods to do this, we're going to go back with our present day self and me and everybody else and work on that, those early moments, whether you can remember them or not, even just knowing that the feeling might come from them and tracing them back. Like, you know, just like using a, a little, a little string, stringing back those memories and working on them in very specific ways. And there are tons of specific ways to work on them that you can unravel it, like, you know, knock it down like a house of cards from the base or, you know, pull out one just right string from, you know, a, a knitting project that you're trying to unravel. I don't really knit, so I'm not sure about that. But, but anyway, so 
So that is all to come and that's all available and that's all there. So we work on the present in order to balance our attention so that we have the foresight, the wherewithal, the good life, the ability to move things forward so that we can go deeper, that we can dig deeper, not be scared of our past and go with our present, wonderful, benign, abled self back to that place. Now, the other thing that I normally do is that I am talking about A Course in Miracles because I am doing A Course in Miracles right now. And basically what A Course in Miracles is, is to really allow ourselves to do these very, very specific daily, you know, practices in order to not be so attached to everything that we believe, everything that we think, to to really somehow think that this is the sum total of who we are, that we are every crappy, shitty little thought that comes into our head, and we've got 40,000 of them a day, and some of them are pretty damn shitty. If you could look into my brain and see the crappy thoughts that it decides to bring up, you would be mortified considering that I, I think I'm like, you know, like I'm a light worker bringing joy and, and whatever into the world or at least perspective. And so know that your brain is going to offer you up shit. And the reason why it offers you up shit is because it has had many experiences that somehow is associated with it. And usually it's trying to offer things up that are going to be protective of you, although you don't really need that protection at the moment. I always say it's like, you know, like you broke your arm when you were four or seven or 10 or whatever, and you had a cast on and you decided to never take that cast off. And so that cast has become heavy and phrase, and it's dirty, and it's disgusting, and it's weighing you down. Like, you can't move your stuff forward because you still have that damn cast on trying to protect that bone that has already healed, that has already moved on, that has already moved forward, and somehow repracticing the break. It's repracticing whatever hurt it happened. And that's what our thoughts are trying to do. And that was very protective back in the day when you needed to figure out which berry you were going to eat. And you better remember it because if not, then you've eaten the poisonous one and you've died, you know, or around which corner that lion is that's going to come and get you. So that is your, your back brain, your amygdala brain, the brain that's very protective and it's there. But right now our lives are doing okay. If you're listening to me, you have some resource, you have some ability, you want to move things forward. You could be slightly hopeful about the possibilities and you've come here because you want to kind of change the trajectory. I do love that word, change the trajectory of whatever's going on so that it doesn't look like the older adults that you see that look kind of discouraged and disappointed and are moving through their damn lives in ways that look like they're kind of wading through quicksand. Now, for, for my young adults, I, I definitely like you hear what I'm saying, because a lot of your life is about looking forward. You are definitely looking to the future because really there is much more future in front of you than the past. But for people my age, you know, and I'm in my late 50s, early, you know, 60s, for those people, I'm actually not in my late 50s, early 60s. I'm only one of those ages and I'm soon to be 58. But you think your life has kind of been over, you know, or you think your life is mostly over. And that's probably true you know, do I have 30 years left? Like whatever, but there is still a good freaking chunk and there is so much for me to do. And that is my life's work. 
And so I, I've decided like not on my watch. Am I going to watch you guys like sit around getting completely discouraged, disappointed, not move your stuff forward and not live for your passions, goals, and dreams. Like, like if you're going to live a, you know, a, you know, a life that's going to be somewhat unbearable anyway, you might as well like make it unbearable with, you know, with you trying stuff, trying shit, trying everything. So lesson three of A Course of Miracles is I do not understand, and this is what you're saying, I do not understand anything I see in this room, on the street, from the window, in this place, whatever. So the idea that I do not understand it kind of wiggles things around enough where you don't believe every aspect of what you're looking at. It's like it's like when you you meet somebody and you make some opinion about them or you decide something about them when you don't even know them just based on what they look like or maybe a couple of things they say or what they're wearing or who they hang out with or you know what they do for their work or you know what their political bent is or, or whatever it is that you've decided about that person and then you find out something about them or you get to know them better. And you realize that you actually didn't know very much, that it might be somebody you like, or you, you you might find out that they're exactly as you imagined, but you never truly know that until you really, really know that. So the idea of that particular lesson is that you clear your mind of all past associations so that you see things exactly as they appear to you now without all of the other thoughts that are coming in without all of the other experiences and triggers that have come into that particular thing. And you have a more kind of empty space to look at things without all of the judgment. And when you don't have all of the judgment there, then you could allow yourself a bigger experience within that experience or a bigger opportunity either with that person as a friend or with that job or with that experience or event that you're doing or whatever it is. Um, so what you're going to do is you're just going to do small little practices of that. Meaning, you know, you could sit around for one minute, do that once an hour and really just look at everything. Don't give anything any more weight than anything else, because we kind of tend to decide that something is more important than other things based on whatever our experiences are. And if you could just for that amount of time, not make any one thing more important to you than something else. And what you're doing is you're just opening something up. You're clearing something out. You're moving the cobwebs so that all of your past thinking and all of your triggers and all of whatever has happened to you is not necessarily the only thing that you use as your bar to move other things forward. All right. So that is lesson three in A Course of Miracles. Uh, again, you're just, you're looking to change how it is you perceive the world and yourself in it so that your opportunities are endless. And it's pretty amazing. All right. So, so we're just going to go into a little bit. I know this is kind of chock full of a lot of stuff. Um, I know for me, it feels really hard in some ways um, to create a podcast. And not that it's hard for me to like start talking and teach people things and share what I know and really, really listen and love people. I mean, this is what I do naturally. <clears throat> But I do have a little bit of a perfectionist thing going on, as well as a 
a thing where I want everyone to love me and know that I'm really, really smart. And so somehow I believe that everything that I need to say in these podcasts have to blow people's minds. Like it has to be the best thing that has ever happened since sliced bread and that every pearly word that comes out of my mouth is going to be something that you are going to take and it's going to be an aha moment. And when I believe that, then I I can't record anything because not everything I say is necessarily going to blow everybody's mind. Maybe it'll blow one person's mind. Maybe it won't. Maybe somebody will glean a little nugget of something that they will bring to someplace else and their day will go better or they'll move something forward or they'll create another relationship or they'll find some passion or whatever it is. So I don't know if you guys have that where you're not doing the things you want to do because you believe somehow that either it won't make a difference or it's not as brilliant as you want it to be, or it's not as synthesized as you think it should be or whatever. But I have a lot of that. And so it's Wednesday and my podcast comes out on Thursday. And ideally I would be like a couple of episodes ahead because I don't want you guys to miss out. And I don't want to miss out with you. Like I want you to know that I'm consistent and that I am your bonus mama and that you're consistent in the way in which you listen and what you take from things. And so I decided that I was going to do hard things quickly. And what I mean by that is that if I feel even for a minute, like, oh my God, I can't do that. That feels too hard. I have to do this. This is something I should be doing. Like that word should has become the thing. Like, you know, there's so many things I'm doing right now that I should be doing. Like I'm, you know, getting certified in medical acupuncture and I should be studying, you know, I should be at least doing one chapter a day. Like I should be getting this podcast out. I should be, um, you know, like getting my message out there a little bit more so that I can really like, you know, affect more people, like whatever it is, whenever that should comes into my mind, what I decided to do is I was going to do it very quickly. So I woke up this morning saying I should do this podcast. And then I thought about the 10, 20, 30 other things that I possibly could be doing today that seems easier to me than doing this podcast. And I decided that if something to me feels like it's going to be really hard, that it's going to be tedious, that it's going to be onerous, that it's going to be on my mind the whole day. Oh, that's the other one. Like, will you be thinking about the damn thing all day? If something like that happens, then I am just going to get up and I'm going to do that first and I'm going to do it quickly and I'm going to do it not as great as I should be. And I don't mind B minus work. And I want you guys to go for B minus work because really what you're doing is you're putting stuff out there. You're getting your one nugget out there or whatever it is that you're getting out there. And then you're seeing what happens and whatever happens is just statistics. It's just information for you. It means nothing about who you are as a person, about how loved you are, about how smart you are, and about what you should be doing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. So anyway, so I am just doing those things first. So I woke up and the first thought I had, which I'm trying to have a positive thought first, but clearly that was not, was I need, I should, I have to get this podcast out there. And then I just picked up the damn microphone and my computer, and I'm doing it. 
and that's it. And so what I, I want you to think about this, like, let's give it a name, like, like, you know, like fast tedious or something. Oh, I love that idea. I'm going to write that down because I'm going to write like a fast tedious, fast tedious workbook. This is what happens, guys. You get like a little thought thought baby, like, you know, something comes in and somebody teaches you something and, you know, or you have some realization and then all of a sudden like a thought comes to your head and then you're like, oh, I can, I could think about this in another way or I can make this or, well, what if I did this? Would, would this happen? And can that happen? You know? And then I want you to write this stuff down and like, trust your thought babies, like trust that, that the new things that come into your mind are really important. And so, so, so wonderful. And that people need to hear it. Like not everything has been created in the world and everything new has been created by somebody who had to think of it. So you are the inventor of your own thought babies. So anyway, so I'm going to call it the fast tedious and the fast tedious means that you take everything that you feel like you should be doing that you have to do that you need to get done and you just do it really, really, really quickly. Like fast. The first thing that's what you do. Now, the second I am finished with this podcast, I'm going to be so happy. It's going to be like, like the best. I will not have to think about it the whole day long. That weight will just be lifted off me as if like, like the thought, like I did something, I accomplished something. I did that. I done did that. And even after this, I'm going to put this up and I'm going to like schedule it. Like it's going to be scheduled for tomorrow. So anyway, so I decided that I was going to do that for everything. And so studying my acupuncture homework feels really hard for me. And doing one chapter of it is really, really difficult. And uh, and I'm like, oh, that's what I'm doing next. I'm just going to do that chapter. And then so right now it's like 930 in the morning. By 1030, I'm going to be done with everything that I should be doing. Now, what I want to be doing is what I have the whole rest of the day to do, but I get to, to really enjoy that hit of dopamine that, you know, that little serotonin charge that I get from actually accomplishing something. Now it's not the same charge that you might get from doing other synthetic things that you like, like scrolling and, you know, and watching Netflix and whatever, and, you know, meaning it's not, it's not as relaxing and it doesn't give you quite the hit, but it definitely moves things forward, which is really, really wonderful. And, um, and I don't know, I, I think it's the way to go. Like just do what you think is hard first. And then allow whatever the good feeling is to wash over you, you know, and, 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 and don't attach anything to how well you did it or didn't do it. Just attach something to the fact that you got it done. And the more you actually decide that you are going to do those really, really, you know, things you don't want to do. Now, I, I'm not talking about like, so it's interesting because doing this is not particularly hard. It just feels hard. So you have to decide like, are things hard to do because they are hard and you need to do more research and figuring out how to do them? Or are they just hard because you don't feel like doing it? And then you have all the self-doubt that's kind of coming in related to it. So, so I want you to like decide 
why it is that you think it's going to be hard to do that particular thing. And this is when, I mean, I do have a morning practice and we'll talk about all of this stuff so much more. You know, this is when I start doing those thought downloads. Like I'm just free writing everything in my mind, putting down all the thoughts in my brain on paper so that I could watch it from an outside perspective and dump it out of my brain. And then also notice why the heck I'm so anxious because if you look at those thoughts that end up on that paper, you'll know why you're anxious. I know why I'm anxious because those thoughts are, first of all, all over the place. And they're generally pretty negative, like negative about myself, negative about what I'm doing, negative about how impactful I am, like whatever it is. And I'm like, whoa. So remember those the other episodes that we started, by the way, um, you know, ones where, you know, the circumstances are neutral you know, the thoughts are just a sentence in your brain and a, you know, like a vibration, mostly, you know, mostly generated by our past experiences and however else we are placed in this world, you know, and then we have a feeling related to the thought and we'll get to the rest of, of uh, what is called the self-coaching model at some point soon, because this episode actually took a lot longer than I thought it did. I thought I was going to get so much more done, but I think you guys are busy and I think 25 minutes is probably enough, but we will get to everything. We're going to talk about all of the things. So just so you know, this used to be the teen and tween parenting podcast uh, with me, Dr. Nikki Naradin. I know that some of you mamas are here and I know that you mamas are looking forward to things. And not only that, but you've got these teenagers that are going to be young adults. So it's really great to think about them, but also for you to act as if you're a person looking forward, going after your hopes, dreams, and passions so that you model something to your young people. So stay here. But if you want you parents to continue, you know, the parent talk, I have a beautiful, beautiful podcast with my wonderful buddy, Angie Soleil, and it's called Mom and Teen Real Talk. And we do fun things. We are watching a really fun teen dramedy called Never Have I Ever. And we are talking and coaching the characters. And then we're getting questions out there for the parents and the daughters who are watching it together and creating fun books so that you could talk about what's going on inside of you, your perspective, your ideas, everything that you relate to yourself, but not about yourself. In the third person, about the other people and the characters, you will get to know each other so well, yet, you know, not be quite as vulnerable. All right. So the other thing is that, you know, I know that I can make everything 10% better really, really, really quickly. And so I'm offering for anybody who's listening, you know, a, a, a consultation of figure shit out together consultation to see if you want to work with me because this can move fast and I know that you can do it. It And, and with one call, you could feel the less unbearability about it for 10%. So get in touch with me at Nikki, Nikki at drnikkinaritan.com. That's N-I-K-K-I at D-R-N-I-K-K-I-N-E-R-E-T-I-N.com. And also in the show notes, I will put a link to my schedule and I would be so, 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 so happy to get to know you and to kind of be that bonus mama lifting you underneath your wings so that you can move yourself forward. This is about you moving you forward. You know, I just give you the ability and the tools to help you do that quicker. All right. I love you guys. Hey, everybody. If you want to work with me, 
and really figure shit out, get unstuck and off the emotional roller coaster and heading towards your passion. And I know you can get in contact with me and let's work together. It'll be worth, worth it for the life of your dreams. Okay, you can get in touch with me at Nikki at drnikkinaridan.com. That's N-I-K-K-I at D-R-N-I-K-K-I-N-E-R-E-T-I-N.com. Take care. Love you guys.